0: Hey y'all! Hey, thank y'all for coming on in, tuning in to another episode of um, uh, what is it? Oh yeah, it's called Surviving Toxic Environments in a Hostile Work Place. And these are true stories, true situations, true things that happen to yours truly. Yep, but I survive. I'm still here. I'm still alive. They tried to break me. I bent, but I didn't break. They tried to kill me. I'm still alive. They tried to hurt me. Well, they did hurt me, but I'm recovering. They tried to take me out. And, uh, yep, I'm out. (laughs) That's it. But I'm still here. I am still alive. So this time I'm going to tell you all about, um, There's so many things. And of course, like I said, these are true stories, true events, true situations that I truly had to live through, go through, and growing through. And this is my cathartic relief. This is me getting physical therapy, getting all this negativity, this nastiness, this abuse, this mistreatment, this discrimination, all of this stuff up out of me because no one should have to live with this stuff. Nobody should have to carry on the mistreatment of other people. In your body, yourself. So um, this time I'm going to tell you all about um, when I I had, about training. Like I did not have training for all of the classes. For everything that I was um, required to teach or supposed to teach, I didn't have training. So this particular time, they kept, they would schedule me for all of these classes knowing they had never taught me or trained me to teach the classes so this has been going had been going on Um, I had been teaching classes I was never trained in um, but what they would try to do is be very extremely critical and nitpick and tell me what I was doing wrong what I said wrong well I got to a point where I would simply remind them hey I can't do anything with not excuse me, anything with knowledge that you never gave me. If you never verbally told me that information, how would I know? If you never gave me that written information, how would I know? You never emailed it. You never gave it to me. You never showed it to me. I've never seen it. I didn't take the class. How am I supposed to know um, what is required to teach the class? I just, I don't know. You didn't even give me, They didn't. So, the young lady that started with me, RM that started um, actually not with me, but the month before I did, she had a whole package, um, a whole training package. It had everything in it, all the classes and all the material, as did everyone else, except for ding, 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 you got it yours truly. They did not give me a training folder or a training package um, because they didn't intend to train me. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that's that. Bibi told me one day, she said she is good for not giving you all the information. And what something that my co said, all of them, even the corrupt ones, the wrong ones, the lazy ones, the abusive ones, all of them agreed on one thing. They said she treats everybody bad, most people bad but I've never seen her treat anybody as bad as she treated you. And that's what they said about me, my supervisor to me. They said they had never seen my supervisor treat anybody as bad as she treated me. They said that she was so so much more abusive towards me. The Caucasian people said it, the Spanish people, the black people, her sorority, um, the people that had the same last name as her, the people who went to school with her, the people that she hired, the people that... She, her, her own daughter-in-law. They all said that because when she threatened to throw me out the window, her own daughter-in-law said said her name and said she couldn't believe she said that. And then these are her exact words. She said, and I quote: "What well, dog? What could she do that was that bad to make you treat her that bad? Why would you say that to her?" She said that. She said, "What well, dog?" is what she said. And then she said something else using an explicit word. She sure did. She said she could not believe that she, you know, her behavior. She just, she came, she stood up from her and just looked at her like, well, dog, well, what does she, I don't know. Though It's still a mystery out there. It's still a mystery. You know how, you know, things would happen. She would come up and just look me up and down like I was dirty or something. I'll never forget another time. Um, did, I, did I just switch off of here? I don't know. I hope y'all are still rolling with me. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> the first one I was talking about. There's so many incidents that I had to live through. That um, yeah. So there was a time when I went in, and I still have a picture of this outfit. So I had these uh, black pants on, and I had on a black and white shirt. Uh, but the shirt I um, I wore the, it was it was a long shirt. And I wore it like hanging out. Like you you know those shirts you could tuck them in. It's a dress shirt, you could tuck it in or tuck it tuck it out or leave it out. I left it out. But I had a tank top underneath uh or shell and then I had a jacket on over it. Because I most of the time I'm using all of those women in there used to have personal summers, and I was younger than them, and I didn't have personal summers. Like, I don't have hot flashes and stuff like that, so I don't want to be cold, but I'm also cold nature. So I always had on extra clothes for that reason. She told me, she sent me home and said that what I had on was unprofessional. Now, I have worn that outfit before and since, and no one has ever said that. Not only that, but her very own... um, Person that would, you know, you know, brown noser. her, um, BB said to her sorority supervisor, she said, she's always covered up. If anybody in this office is ever covered up, it's her. But needless to say, she sent me home. That's fine. I came home, I went home, and I changed. Now, about two weeks after that, CJ, the same supervisor, TPA, that sent me home to change my clothes. And and mind you, everybody that saw me that day, they all said there was nothing inappropriate about what you had on. They told me some of the veteran people told me I should have went to HR, but I didn't even fight it. I just let whatever happened happen, and I just went on. You know, that's just how I was. I was never combative, combative or argumentative or challenged her, even though I knew that she was wrong. I What I would do is to make my notes. So I made sure to keep notes, take a picture if I need to, make a recording if I need to. I just made sure I had my notes, my paper trail, right? I still got it. I still got my receipts. I made sure I had that. So I didn't, I didn't talk back with them because my thought process is this. I can't you can't reason with an unreasonable person. And so there was no need there was no need for me to waste my words. It's basically a waste of words to talk to somebody who doesn't understand what you're saying. So there's no way an unethical person will understand the words of an ethical person. There's no way an immoral person will understand the words of a moral person. There's no way an ungodly person, a godless person, a lawless person can understand the words of a person who is God-fearing, who is law-abiding, and who does it right? Like there was no way, so I just didn't even waste my words because it it just it was it would be a waste of time. It would just be a total and complete waste. So that was it, cause that's was a waste. She's a waste of flesh. So I went on, cause when I have no respect for you, that's it. I don't need to have a conversation with you. So I went on and I changed, and she came back a couple of weeks later. She had on this see through shirt, and everything and stuff was hanging out. Hank stuff was hanging out, yes, to the point that the new hire said, I feel like I need to get her a tip for this strip tease. So this strip tease show we just got. Not only that, but I, on December 26, 2019, she came in there with a jogging suit on with some, with some uh, heels jogging suit y'all it was a jogging suit now that's supposed to be against the dress policy but uh, you ain't heard it all yet there's another lady that used to work there her initials are MT MT I believe CJ was afraid of her just like she was afraid of MR because MT came in there with her whole entire back out with two thighs out she did that on multiple occasions there was nothing ever said to her or you know people talked about her but she was never sent home and she came in there at least twice a week with something hanging out she wore her entire when i say her entire that shirt had the entire back out i am not exaggerating and then she had this dress on that had the split all the way up the thigh i kid you not i am not telling you a lie all the way up the thigh on not one side on two sides yes she did and then she came in there with another outfit with the stomach out they didn't say anything to her not only that but she used to talk about my earrings i wore the same earrings that her daughter-in-law wore she didn't say anything to her but she said something to me she also my fingernails grow on their own but they're they're manicured but they don't I don't have them long nails like Cardi B. No, uh-uh. They're workable nails that you can write with and stuff, but they just look feminine. That's it. I just, you know, our look fem- my fingernails look feminine. But her and she told me I had to cut my nails. Now, first of all, the policy says if you are clinical, you cannot have nails. Like, you, you can't see your nails. Like, if you hold your hands up, you're not supposed to be able to see them over there, which is all... which is just the size of my nails. They're not longer than that. They're not long enough that, you know, you're like, oh, you got long nails. You know, like I could put designs on it. No, I could polish them, but they're not long enough to be putting like extra like stones and stuff on there. So they're professionally long. So anyhow, she, um, they're not nubs is what I'm saying. So she told me that I had to cut my nails, but her friend's, bb and ccj come in there with the fake nails like with acrylic nails they were longer than my nails but they were fake nails i didn't understand that because that wasn't a policy anyway the policy did not say we were in a training department we're non-clinical we do not have any um we we train the staff not with the individuals not the patients So for that, it didn't matter what our nails or our earrings look like because we're not out there on the unit. It says if you're on the unit because it's not safe, I get that if you're going on the unit. But if I'm not on the unit, why are you bothering me? And why are you singling me out? That's discrimination again, right? Because why would you single me out when you didn't say anything to these other people? So there's another lady that came in there, V... What is her last name? VJ. Yep. VJ came in there, and VJ would wear her arms out. Now, according to the policy, you couldn't wear shirts with spaghetti straps with the arms out. Not only did the supervisor, CJ, wear them, but her other friend who had the same, you know, I don't know if they were friends or family, have the same last name, um, wore her her arms out nothing was said now let me tell you something about this it's not just the fact that they were wearing them but I was the smallest most petite person in the entire place so you know there's a difference if you are bigger and you wear something you know the sleeves out or the arms out then if you're smaller and you wear that it just looks different so every time I did it they would have something to say and I didn't do it. I never wore my arms out because I was always cold. But nobody but me ever got sent home. They had their arms out. They had their toes out. They had their bellies out. Their backs out. Their thighs out. Their cankles out. You know, the bunions out. All of that stuff out. And nothing was said. It was okay. Amazing. So this is the type of discrimination and the type of stuff that was the goings on around there um, that they used to do. Um, even with the hair, I made sure I had the same color hair as the other lady. Her other buddy that was up there in front, she wanted to say something to me. Oh well, you're gonna have to live with it because I'm not. My hair is done now. <laughs> you just gotta wait till it's time for to get a change of hair. But those are the things that will happen so really and truly what that's called is harassment it's not just discrimination but it's harassment when you keep bothering someone and nitpicking about the little things every single day every move they make all the time and then you encourage your staff to nitpick and to harass that person that is why it's a hot that's part of why it's called a hostile work environment why this location this place is a hostile work environment because this is the type of treatment that i received. this is the type of behavior that is cultivated and that's celebrated and that's okay and that's considered the norm in this government institution how sad is that this is a true story y'all. I told you I got pictures. I got pictures. I wrote notes, I got recordings. And I would write that my notes would consist of the date, the time, and the incident and who was involved, who who witnessed it, what time. I made sure I had all of that very detailed with it. Um another time um well, I'll save the next story for the next time. Y'all just tune on in because it's more. I told you I got two and a half years worth of, actually probably three whole years of, um. yep, it actually is. It's three whole years of being mistreated, being harassed, being verbally abused, being physically assaulted and being bullied Um, and, and, and miscarriages of justice and just you know, it's a lot of things, but you know here it is welcome to my life i am telling you true stories about a um, about true incidents that really happened in my life and i'm doing this just to purge myself of it because i don't want to think about it anymore you know how you just minding your business and it's quiet or you're trying to sleep and then something may happen and it triggers it because i do have uh, post-traumatic stress because of this job. Because when I go around anywhere near it, it causes me anxiety and panic. And just the thought of it or to hear about it, anything like that, it, it has caused me. It is traumatic and it's, it has caused me trauma. My blood pressure was 152 over 113 when I was working there one time. Now, my baseline, now that I'm not working there, my blood pressure has been 103 over 52. That's a big difference, isn't it? It was very, it was, it was, my life was in danger and more reasons than one was working there. And wait till I get to the CDC, um, wait till I get to the HIPAA. I haven't even told y'all about the HIPAA violations. And them not following CDC guidelines, putting our life in danger. Baby, hang on, just, just, just hold on. Put your seatbelt on. Get ready. Get you some, some popcorn and some drink because it's going down. You're gonna have an earful. So, stick and stay. Thank you for listening.